and welcome to your audio gift, The Five Secrets to Unlock Your Slender Self. My name is Anna Hines, and I'm a health coach, an EFT practitioner, and a yoga instructor, and I am on a mission to help you unlock your slender, beautiful, vibrant self. And along with the private coaching that I do, I lead group programs and retreats and As a health coach, I not only work with the nutrition and exercise components, my main focus is working with the underlying blockages that keep people from doing what they know to do for their health, which is why I'm so excited to share the content of this program. So you may be one of those people who have had the experience where you you have the, the list of foods you need to eat or you want to follow a certain diet. You bought the gym membership, you have the list of of, um, all that you're supposed to do, you've got the paleo, vegan, or gluten-free cookbook, but every time you aim to make that change, or do that diet, or follow those rules, or you're laying in bed at night and you're thinking, tomorrow I'm going to do this, and I'm not going to do this, you find yourself sabotaging yourself. You're maybe overeating when you get stressed, or when you're bored, you eat, or When you're at a party or a family gathering, you kind of cave under those social norms and you have that dessert or that extra alcohol, and then you feel not only the food hangover the next morning, but the guilt hangover. And then there's just just certain foods that are so hard to let go of, like bread or chips or sodas or chocolate chip cookies or ice cream. And you know You don't have to be convinced. You know you would feel so much better if you didn't eat all those processed foods, but it feels like there's some little creepy saboteur inside your system just hijacking all your best efforts. And then the stress eating and the food cravings and the old habits and patterns just cause cause you to pack on the pounds and you're getting frustrated and you're feeling stuck and you tried a lot of things out there, but they don't appear to create those long-term results. So if you resonated with anything I just mentioned, this audio is created with love just for you because I've had my own rocky history with emotional eating and stress eating and a love-hate relationship with food that had me in emotional slavery for years. And if that wasn't hard enough, I grew up in an environment where my parents were very cutting edge in their knowledge of nutrition. And they were awesome, and that was awesome. But in a sense, the inner critic became worse because I knew what to do, but I just couldn't understand why that wasn't enough. So long story short, I kicked out my internal bad roommate of perfectionism, and I shot the scale, and I said goodbye to the critical voice that was getting in my way of my own worthiness, and I learned what was really going on inside me and what to do about it. So I'm going to share with you the five secrets to unlock your slender self and how to do it. So secret number one is know that your issues with food and weight are not your fault. And let me explain. You know, we tend to be so hard on ourselves and when it comes to things like emotional eating and food cravings and food addiction, the thing that's been so interesting to me throughout this process is that all addiction is rooted in shame, the emotion of shame. And then what's interesting is we, we use shame through like dieting and critical thoughts about ourselves and negative motivation. And, and we use shame to fight the addiction that's rooted in shame. And then we wonder why it doesn't work. 
So, you know, we're using this, this criticism, this deprivation, this negative motivation, expecting our bodies to respond really well when we are not wired to respond that way. And to uh, loosely quote Stephen Levine, he said, you're not responsible for your illness or issue. You're only responsible to your illness or issue. And this concept isn't to negate personal responsibility, but rather to just bring that much needed grace and understanding to ourselves as we're trying to heal rather than manage or cope. So this leads straight into secret number two, which is understanding the underlying reasons you struggle with stress eating, emotional eating, food craving, self-sabotage, weight that won't go away, all that stuff. The issues with food are not about the food. They're going, there's things going on underneath the surface of the water, so to speak. So to help you have a deeper understanding of these underlying reasons for your struggle, I'm going to share with you what I call the anatomy of transformation, which is just a visual I give my clients to help them understand what's going on underneath the surface of these um, symptoms and these manifestations that you're seeing. So think of yourself, your whole, this whole system you call you like a geode and a geode is that rock formation that on the outside, it looks like a normal rock, but when you cut it straight down the center and you open it up, you see all of these layers And that's like you. You're made up of all these layers. So I'm going to move through this quickly, but the outer layer is the layer of the body. And um, this is what people usually think of when they think of working with their weight or they think about going to the gym more, exercising more, getting on a diet, working with their nutrition. And all that's great, but the body's just the outer layer. It's just one layer to work with. The next layer in is the layer of the conscious mind. Now, the conscious mind is your analyzing, rationalizing, thinking mind, the part of you that decides, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to eat that cookie, I'm not going to eat that cookie, Um, I'm going to um, go to the gym every morning at 6 o'clock, and it makes the plan, and it wants to put it into effect. Um, The only problem with the conscious mind when it comes to food is that um, it's only about 5 to 15% the power of your mind only 5 to 15%. So where's the other percentage? The other 80, 80 to 95% is your subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind is the part of you that stores emotions and memories and self-beliefs. And this is the involuntary system of your body, your hormonal system, your lymphatic system. This takes care of all of the things that you're not having to consciously think about. But it also is the driver of certain associations that we have towards certain foods, has certain cravings. And here's the kicker. The subconscious mind is, gets programmed basically from the time that you are conceived to about the time that you're five or six years old. So your subconscious mind is, is basically a sponge and it's just absorbing. It's just taking in all the information that is um, going on in your environment. So this means if you had a really healthy environment or your caretakers, your parents were really healthy in their relationship to food, they had a healthy body image, they felt empowered in life, then your subconscious mind recorded that. If on the other hand, there wasn't a very healthy environment, whether it came to food or it came to body image or it came to um, positive 
encouragement or, or negative motivation, then your subconscious mind naturally recorded that. And then over time, the subconscious mind reinforces the patterns of the way we think about food and the way that we think about body image and uh, the way we think about nutrition or exercise or just what's possible for us. And you could probably just take a moment to think back over even the first five or six years of your life, depending on how much you remember, and think about the way your parents handled nutrition or the way that your parents handled um, food or their own body image or self-image or how they handled um, family gatherings was everything centered around the food or how they handled things like exercise. Um, And you probably have a pretty good idea of the way that the subconscious mind becomes programmed. And it gets programmed essentially like a computer. The computer doesn't necessarily decide what goes in it. The engineer, software engineer, whoever it is that's that's working on it, decides what goes in it. And so the, the engineering, in a sense, happened in that early environment when you weren't the controller. And that is essentially why the emotional eating, the food cravings, the stress eating, um, the way you're handling food that you may not like right now is not your fault. And it's essentially just this programming. And the more we understand where this came from and why, that's the first step to knowing how to work with it. And what I've understood and, and learned, I guess, over the years is that the the food issues that I have, they, they don't want to be fixed. They don't want me to go on a diet. They want to be heard. They want... Um, they want to be like a messenger for me to understand what's going on at these, these deeper layers. And these messengers could be physical. There's a physical need that needs to be met, or it could be emotional, but it's, um, it's wanting to be heard and not, and not fixed and not stuffed down and not just managed. Um, we want to go beyond that. So the, so just to recap the anatomy of transformation, you have the body and with body layer, and um, you know, with physical things, food, exercise, and all that, and the, the 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 physical body does get addicted to toxic foods. There's a lot of toxins and and additives and things that are very addictive in our foods, and they light up certain areas of the brain. Um, sugar is is basically scientifically proven to be pretty much as addictive as cocaine because the way it lights up certain areas of the brain. So if you've really been hard on yourself for having trouble letting go of sugar, just know that, you know, this is, um, this is challenging and it can totally be healed, but, um, give yourself some grace. And, um, so, so the body gets addicted to those toxic foods. The conscious mind gets addicted to those, these associations that we have based on the past. So there's probably specific foods that you love that, um, have reminded you of things that happened in the past. And then the subconscious mind, it, it gets addicted to the toxic, you know, emotions or the toxic foods, the negative um, motivation. So suffice it to say, there is a lot more going on underneath the surface than we're aware of. And you're not just a willpower weakling. If you're not able to, um, 
you know, plunge through that diet, there are really powerful forces at work in that subconscious mind that are bumping up against the um, best intentions that you have. So we're going to move on from the, the what's happened in the past to understanding how to work with it now. So one of the things that was such a, a huge breakthrough for me was understanding something called underlying needs. And I first discovered this concept from a book, um, interestingly enough, on relationships and communication. And it's a book called Nonviolent Communication by Marshall Rosenberg. And the premise of that book is that all judgment or criticism layers down to an underlying or unmet need. And that if we could understand and validate that underlying need, then it would not only change our relationship with ourself, because of course that's where it all begins, but our relationship with others. So as it relates to food, I found that every craving or desire always layers down to something good in you. It layers down to an underlying need that could be a physical need. It could be emotional need. And understanding these underlying needs are, are just some of the little known secrets to, to actually healing our relationship to food and ourselves rather than just coping or managing. So um, in the anatomy of transformation, I gave you those three layers, body, conscious mind, subconscious mind. And there's one more layer that I didn't give you, which is the, um, the deepest and best layer of all. And I call it your core. And your core is your... Um, beautiful, amazing self outside of your mind and outside of your body, your divine being, your connection with God, your um, the, the truest you outside of all of these ideas we have about our mind and our body and all our programming. And when we layer down at your core, you're not bad or wrong. You are a real human being with, with legitimate needs. And you may have come to interpret those needs um, and as you know, manifesting themselves just as bad or wrong, but when you layer down to your core, you discover that the needs are legit and your deepest self is good. So here's the underlying needs that I've identified that I use in my programs to work with the food cravings and the stress eating and all that stuff. So number one is the need to feel peace. And this is in contrast to our low-grade or high-grade stress response that we live in almost all the time. We're, we're stressed about food, we're stressed about our bodies, we're stressed about work, we're stressed about relationships, about life, and, and we have not really learned how to work with our stress and our emotions. But underneath that stress response and that like freaking out that we have that makes us want a chocolate chip cookie or ice cream or whatever it is, is the underlying need to feel peace. Okay, I'm going to be moving through these quickly. Just know there's a whole lot more in each one. Number two is the need to be connected. And the need to be connected is typically where food cravings come in. So like we have probably some good memories in sharing a a particular meal or a treat with someone that we love. And the connection to the person, all those good feelings actually get stuck in the food. Our brain doesn't really know the difference between the good feeling that we had with that person and the food. It all gets sort of wrapped up in there and there can be some really interesting dynamics. So as a personal example, I had a weird craving when I, when I was working through my own um, emotional eating and stuff, I had a weird craving for licorice and I could never figure out what was going on with that. And as I did this process, I went back to a time whenever, um, 
my dad would take me on a special date. There's seven children in my family. And so as you can imagine, the special date with dad was like, whoa, you know, you really just looked forward to that. And he would take us to the health food store, which, you know, it's awesome. And one of the things that we could afford during that time were these little licorice ropes. And, um, you know, most people don't like licorice, so it's kind of a weird craving, but notice the association to the connection to my dad, to that fun time is all got wrapped up in the licorice. And so the, the, um, it's, it's the feeling that gets stuck in the food. That's really a craving for connection. And lots of times this happens with people over something like coffee. They share coffee with someone and, and that emotional connection of, of sharing heart to heart um, gets sort of stuck in the food. So it, just to be clear, you know, it's not that you can never have this food again or that you won't be connected. It's just that we take the, the emotional energy out of the food and we put it towards the person in a very creative way. And, um, and then you, then you're empowered to say yes or no, depending on, you know, what you want to do. Okay. Moving on to number three, the third seven underlying need is the need to have fun. So, you know, so many of us, um, don't have enough fun in our lives. We don't let ourselves play and just enjoy. And so sometimes food becomes the, the only major fun thing that we look forward to in a day. Or we associate family gatherings or parties to the food or like driving through Sonic is like the fun thing of the day. So notice that the underlying need is good. The need to have fun, the need to play, really, really important. Um, Again, it's just the association that can sometimes be like, you know, damaging if we're driving through Sonic every day and in order to get our need for fun met. Okay. Number four, the need to feel satisfied. Now... If you've been a past dieter and you've done a lot of lack and deprivation diets and um, you haven't been, you've been depriving yourself. Like uh, one time I went on a particular diet that was, it's called the HCG diet and it's, um, it was pretty popular for a little while and um, it is very low calorie. And so there was very little food that you could actually eat. And I was very restricted and, you know, it worked for a little while, but then as soon as I got off the diet, um, the pounds just came packing on in, in greater numbers than they were before because my body felt so deprived and, um, I kind of, my body kind of went into what they call a famine mode, which is where the subconscious mind thinks that you have a famine. And so it actually stores fat instead of releases it in order to basically save your life. So it's trying to do you a favor, but you know, you don't know that. And so you just get more frustrated with yourself. (laughs) So the need to feel satisfied, to be deeply satisfied on a emotional and nutritional level is a very real underlying need. And we have to um, validate that. And um, I'm very big on that, especially if you've been a chronic dieter. We want to make sure that you're getting that need met. All right. Number five is the need to have energy. So lots of times people who have cravings for sodas or coffee or chocolate or, um, you know, energy drinks or, um, you know, they're eating like in the, the mid afternoon, something really like sweet that'll send the blood sugar up. They're just looking for energy. And again, we berate ourselves, but you know, we need energy in order to live. And so we have to understand how to give ourselves the energy that we need 
in a way that is um, very life-generating, and then also how to unlock the energy that is inside of us. And there's way more on that, but just understanding need for energy, really important. Okay, number six. Now, this is an interesting one, and I feel very connected to this one because um, when I was working with my coach, Brittany Watkins, who um, uses EFT tapping for food cravings and emotional eating, and she's very instrumental in my work today, um, she just said, Anna, you, you know, your number one issue right now that you need to focus in on is self-sabotage. And so I really just dove headfirst into figuring out what's going on with self-sabotage. And in short, self-sabotage is, um, it's kind of that inner resistance or rebellion that people talk about. Like, don't tell me what to do. Like, I got to make up my own mind. And underlying that resistance or rebellion, you know, we like to give things bad names, but underlying it, what I discovered is it's the need to choose. It's the need for individuality, um, authentication, and knowing I'm doing this not because anyone, you know, told me I had to, or, um, there's, you know, there's so many things around this, but, but we have this deep need to decide and to choose for ourselves and to have that personal power, um, that is within ourselves, not being forced on us by someone else. And this is a big one. So I, I have a lot of love for, for, uh, this, this particular need and, uh, a lot of understanding for it. Okay. Number seven is the need to feel safe. And this is another really big one. So some people don't feel safe to actually be slender. And there's many, many reasons for that. Extra weight is always serving some specific purpose. So there's, um, you know, there sometimes can be like a physical side to it where like toxicity gets stored in the fat cells and it's actually trying to keep it away from the vital organs to save your life. So there can be something like that. But on the emotional side, which to me is the, the bigger picture here, um, there is, there's, there's traumas that it could have happened in the past where someone did not feel that it was safe to be slim or sexy or attractive. And if the subconscious mind doesn't feel safe to be slender, it goes straight into survival mode, that stress response. And it basically packs on the weight because, um, if, if, if it doesn't feel safe, it ain't going anywhere. It is a basic human need to feel safe. So our job becomes really convincing the subconscious mind that although it may not have been safe in the past to release the weight or be slender and attractive, that it's safe now. And there are some, some very specific tools to convince the subconscious mind of that. All right. So those are the seven underlying needs. And um, so I'm going to move on here to secret number four, which is all about the nutrition, the body side of things here. And, um, there's a, there's a basic paradigm of nutrition that I have that I call intuitive nutrition. And it's all based on the, the, the concept that our body has the intelligence and the wisdom that it needs in order to thrive. Um, what has happened is that we have, we've basically abandoned our own intuition and there is no one size fits all diet for anyone. Um, I'm an identical twin and we have different nutritional needs. So our job becomes to, to really tune into, um, our own specific needs so that we can create a, a diet that fits for us. And 
on a nutritional level, if you're working with weight loss and emotional eating and stress eating, one of the things that can um, exacerbate the issue is if your body's not getting the deep nutrition that it needs in order to thrive. So if you're not getting hydration that you need and deep satisfaction and healthy proteins, fats, deep um, nourishing greens, things like that, that... um, that those cravings, that stress eating, the self-sabotage will persists, persist because your body will always win. You can only fight hunger for so long. You can only fight malnutrition for so long. And so what I have found and my clients have found is that, you know, the healthy diet is actually a really decadent, amazing diet. It's not, um, I really even hate to use the word diet, but it is, um, it is a lifestyle of just really amazing foods. I never feel deprived anymore, and I do not eat standard American diet at all. Um, and every time I go back to some of those old foods, they just don't taste the way I remember them tasting because I've rewired my brain to, to really feel that deep nutrition, and my brain knows I'm, it's going to get what it needs. And so you know, when it comes to the nutrition side of it, the, the secret here is that, you know, you can have it all. You can have the sweetness and the nourishment and the satisfaction and the energy. You just have to learn how to do it. And intuitive nutrition is a grace-based approach to eating that works with those physical and emotional underlying needs rather than the dieting and the deprivation. And it just teaches you how to, how to tune into your body so you can discover that intelligence and eat in a way that's right for you. So that's number four. And number five is learn tools to unlock the power of your mind. This one is huge, you guys. To really get where we want to go, we have to go beyond even nutrition and exercise and learn to wield the tools that unlock the power of your mind. Remember the subconscious, uh, subconscious mind layer is 80 to 95% of your mind. So um, that 80 to 95% not only controls the emotions and the memories and the self-beliefs, it also controls the involuntary system of your body. And so um, that means that your, your circulation, your ability for your body to um, slough off you know, the waste through your lymphatic system or through your digestive system, the ability for your body to absorb nutrients through the energy flow and um, absorption and, um, and a relaxation response. It's all controlled by the subconscious mind. And so when we learn how to work with the mind, we can get that part of our, our brain that is uh, that, that subconscious uh, part of our brain like on board with what we want to achieve. So there's so much I could say about this, but there are three tools that I love to work with when I work with the, the mind, the subconscious mind. One is called EFT tapping, emotional freedom technique. And then I use some meditation practices and then visualization to get the, the results. So about EFT tapping, um, I discovered this whenever I was really needing to take my health to the next level and I was in, in chronic stress response all the time and I had the emotional eatings and food cravings and all this stuff. And, and um, no matter how much I knew 
about what I should do. I just felt stressed all the time. I felt stressed about food. I felt stressed about eating the wrong thing. And, and, um, EFT tapping was a lifesaver because it works with the limbic system, which is the emotional center of your brain. And if you've ever seen the Pixar movie inside out, you probably have a pretty good idea of how the limbic system works. It's almost like there's a a screen on your forehead. Um, those of you who've watched this movie will know what I'm talking about, but that screen, you know, inside like, um, on your forehead and with all these little emotions with a control panel deciding, you know, who's going to, um, take the control panel and which emotion is going to take the lead. And, um, and so what happens is with tapping, we're working with the meridian system. That's like a phone line system that says to those, um, those little guys, those little emotions inside our head, um, you know, who gets the control panel and it turns off the stress response. It calms the body down and helps rewire the brain from a a stress mode, survival mode into more of a creation mode or a peace mode. And when you combine it, um, with things like meditation and visualization, it's very powerful. And, um, I like to combine it with, um, with the visualization because according to Dr. Joe Dispenza, who's a neuroscientist who sees really amazing results in transformation on lots of levels, he says, when you combine a clear intention with an elevated emotion, it rewires your brain to begin creating. And so in other words, If you combine a picture of your slender, vibrant, beautiful self with the emotion of how that would feel, you're doing it kind of in a meditative state, your subconscious mind starts to work in your favor and it begins to create that because it doesn't know the difference between a real or perceived like threat or it doesn't, and it doesn't know the difference between something that is, is not currently happening right, right in front of your eyes. It speaks in the language of, of, um, pictures and of feelings and and energy. So I, um, I love to combine the EFT tapping to clear away the stress and then tap into that, that visualization and meditation for some pretty cool results. And my favorite example of this, um, is a guy that, um, is, is one of my heroes and is a guy by the name of John Gabriel who lost over 230 pounds, I believe, um, without dieting. And he was primarily working with his mind and using visualization and meditation. So it's really cool to see the results for him. So in the process of transformation, it's so important to learn tools to work with your mind. I cannot emphasize that enough. So powerful. All right. I am so excited to share with you a program I've been creating all around these concepts I've just shared with you. And it's called Love Hunger, and it is a seven-week online program. And it's to really help clear away the stress eating, emotional eating, food cravings, self-sabotage, and give you the those powerful tools to work with your mind and intuitive nutrition. And I have been putting the puzzle pieces together and really working this program for several years now. And it's just my absolute honor to present this to you. So I just want to give you a little idea of how the Love Hunger program works. But first I want to tell you a little story about how this came about for me. 
Um, I was struggling one day with some stress eating, emotional eating. I'd had a hard day. And so I was eating pancakes and I noticed I was eating really quickly and I was feeling stressed. And, and, um, so instead of, um, continuing to eat and just thinking, ah, I'll be fine. I'll just like be full or whatever. I just, um, stopped eating and I started doing this process. I started doing the EFT tapping and I asked myself three questions And they kind of intuitively came to me. Some of this was in my training and some of it wasn't. But there were three questions that I asked myself and it was, it felt almost magical. The, the, um, desire to eat more just vanished. And I left these pancakes just like sitting there and I, I just turned around and thought, oh my gosh, how incredible is that? That just, um, this process could really clear that stress eating when, for so many years, it had been such a burden for me. So that's the process I want to lead you through. And so again, the program is seven weeks and it represents the seven underlying needs that I mentioned earlier, how to work with them. There are different exercises for different needs. So I give all of those to you throughout the course. And my desire is to really help you in real time. So Rather than just give you a lot of information, I want to really help you by having you bring food to the, you know, to the call and we work on it and everyone kind of works on it together. And, and, you know, I just want you to, to know first off that you can always eat the food. You don't have to, you don't have to say goodbye to your favorite foods. What we just want to do is tap on it. And then we want to decide from there, like, you know, who gets to be in power and you get to decide from that point, um, what you want and what you don't want. So it's just very empowering to do this process. And, um, so we do live calls and, um, you don't have to make it to the live call. You can always just listen to the recording though. I encourage you to come if you can. Um, but the recording will be sent straight to you afterwards. If you can't make it for whatever reason, then you have those powerful tools to, to unlock the power of your mind, a 15 minute, EFT tapping, visualization, meditation for each day. And that's really it. Just a short amount of time to really get your subconscious mind um, and the, the, the picture in your mind or the direction you want to go really helps rewire your mind. You also will learn intuitive eating during the nutrition module. And then there's some fun bonuses, but they're secrets. So you have to join to get them. And, um, you know, most of all, you get support both through me and through the rest of the group. And I purposefully place this program right before and around the holidays, because there's usually lots of opportunities to heal past triggers because there's lots of food around that is probably not so healthy food. There's parties, there's gatherings, and there's typically more time around family, which it could be awesome, but it could also bring up some past triggers and programming that's ready to be healed and released. The program begins November 2nd and ends mid-December. So simply go to lovehungeronline.com to enroll. And I never want finances to limit you from unlocking your most beautiful slender self. So typically these programs are very expensive, often thousands of dollars, which mine was the, the one I enrolled in. But this is a one-time payment of 197 for the whole program. So I hope you will join because when it comes down to it, health and weight loss and success 
always comes down to stepping out of the old identity of who we think we are and that old programming that's been keeping us stuck and then beginning to see ourselves with a true identity of worthiness and intrinsic value. So thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you in the program.